Welcome back. Hello. Hello. We, hello. We, we, we usually say hello. 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 Welcome to Classically Awful. It's a Blake 7 podcast. Yeah, it's been like two months since we've recorded. It's been forever because, I don't know, things. Yeah. Hot school holidays. Yes. People were away. I went on a big rider float. Big rider float. <laughs> <laughs> AKA the Star Trek the Star Cruise. Cruise 3. And that Which was I on amazing. It's the best thing ever. Um, anyway, I won't bang on about that because this is not a Star Trek The Cruise podcast. It's a Blake 7 podcast. Well, we could probably do a Star Trek The Cruise podcast next time. Um, well, I'm, I'm thinking of doing a podcast there, like actually recording while we're on the boat. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, that would be awesome. Anyway. Um, um, oh, no, where are my cards? Right. Cool. Um, <laughs> what else has happened? What else has happened? Oh, kids have gone to school. Yeah, we just—it was very, very difficult to get recording time going um, uh, because, yeah, my house has been invaded by a husband. We're both out of work at the moment, so yeah. We're, we're and I'm—I'm I'm about to find a job. It looks like. Oh, good. Um, but yeah. yeah, so we're gonna have to do a bit of recording and catch up with you guys. Sorry for the delay. Yeah. Um, well, I'll put a little note for our patrons, and I won't charge you for uh, this month. Um, as a sort of because I charged for last month, but Patreons have gone a bit nuts at the moment. Anyway, if you're having difficulty with the Patreon or you need to feel um, just, just loved, just loved, shoot us an email. Shoot us an email. Um, but yeah, today we're going to talk about Blake Seven. Apparently, yes, that's right. But what do we always do first? By the way, have we introduced ourselves yet? Oh, I'm Imogen and I'm Megan. Yeah, um, we're sisters. We're sisters, and we do a um, what else has happened that's exciting? Just hot. Sorry to everybody on the other side of the world where it's freezing cold and everybody's literally freezing over. But here it's just foul hot. It's really hot. And yeah, it got back. Yeah, it's sort of. Oh, it's just disgusting. It's a payoff. See, we, we get all the heat and they get all the cold. I mean, I mean there's one thing we're never going to have to worry about is a polar vortex. Or a snow day. No. Or trousers that stand up on their own in the snow. No. That, did you see the, the trouser flip video? No. Someone did like a. Um, you know how people do bottle flips? It's a kid thing, like oh, daddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, someone did a, a flip with a pair of trousers. Frozen trousers. And, and they landed on their feet. It was oh. very cool. Anyway, <laughs> as, a, as an audio medium, it's always a good as thing you to would. describe That's videos to do, people. Isn't it? That's what my daughter does all the time now, do you know? She tries Bottle to describe um, YouTube videos to me. I'm like, oh, sweetheart, I, I love you dearly, but no. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so what we We're, normally do. Meanwhile, yeah. At my, the beginning of the podcast. Meanwhile is, at MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> You're so old. <laughs> I know. Facebook and MySpace. Oh, MySpace. Not anyway, Facebook. Apparently Facebook's no, not any, a thing anymore. Oh, I still use Facebook. Yeah, so do I. I. I know that people don't like it. I, well, I hate the person who owns it, but it's got a lot of photos on it that I like. So, yeah. But what we normally do when we start off the podcast, uh, apart from ramble on like idiots, is do cards. Do you want to play a game? Yay! Do you want to go first? I would love to go first. Yeah. I've been looking forward to doing cards for. I know. I missed the cards. Yeah, and we need. We want prizes. We want presents. We got presents last time, didn't we? Did we got a good one last we time? We got a Blake one last yeah, time. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. So that's I've pretty got to send excitement. Some more out to our that's, that's, I mean, I've got a Patreon day lined up to do lots of Patreon things. So I'll get all that sorted. In the meantime, yeah. let's have a look and see what we've got in here. Oh, God. Oh, cool. We've got Colin Baker as Babe and the Butcher. Yes. From, from City at the Edge of the World. Yeah, that's a pretty good app. Hello, Doggo. Um, then we've got Avon with Dana and her father. That's weird. She's wearing a dress that she does not wear in the episode. No, that's true. She doesn't, does she? That must and be a publicity shot. It, it must have been a publicity shot, yeah, because there's no... They're both wearing outfits yeah. that they don't wear in the episode. That's a particularly episode. fetching dress. Oh, she's... All of her outfits are they great. Are Today's outfit is awesome. Yeah. Then we've got Servalan looking very nice. That's one of the first episodes she's in. I think that one's from Volcano. Volcano. Okay, nice. last time. Nice last week's. Um... Oh, then we've got one from this area, this 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 episode, which oh, is a uh, that's right. Villa, Villa. spacesuit. Oh I've god, 
Oh, the worst ever episode. The worst. Like it's Animals. up there on my. Yeah. It's, oh, it's sickness alpha. It's so terrible. Animals with Dana and Justin. Yeah, we can't so wait terrible. till we get to that one. That one we're going to have to watch. I mean, we're not drinking at the moment. That's no. the only thing I'm saying. We're not doing booze at the moment. I'm doing Feb Fast. Oh, God. Um, well, quick, quick, open your cards. And, and you're not drinking? Oh, yeah, I'm okay. not drinking because, um, yeah, things health-wise. Not a good idea. Things. Which makes for some very sober podcasting. But that's yeah. all right. Oh, oh, behind the scenes. This is cool. It's somebody building a model of something from Warlord. Then we've got... Vina from Headhunter. Um, yeah, okay. There we go. And we've got one, hey, that's hey, called, hey. one that's called Scheming. And that has Serverland with somebody. I don't know his name. But it's from Children of Auron. And then we've got... Oh, one from the very last episode. I won't say that because it's a spoiler. I won't I say it's a spoiler. It. Okay. And the card it. is called Blake. <laughs> um, and then we've got Dana and Tarrant from Under Fire. I think that's Volcano, isn't it? No, Traitor. Well, I like the behind-the-scenes one. That's really good. Yeah, yeah somebody built working on a model of something. No, I don't recognise the model. Yeah, What's that from? Yeah, it's from Warlord. Okay, well, oh, Warlord's what, not one I'm watching, actually. Anyway, uh, yeah. When we get there, we'll get there. Yeah. Okay, there we go. There's some no double-ups, I don't think. No, no. no. Well, I think one of the ones that we got in my one so was a double-up. Okay, cool. Of something. But yeah. Right. So, so what are we watching today? Um, Dawn of the Gods. Now, this was annoying because I started it off this morning. Um... <laughs> As a refresher, and I hadn't seen it again, like most of season three, I haven't seen them for ages. And I was quite impressed with the first couple of minutes. I was like, oh, this is fun. Like aren't this. they just all aboard the Liberator? So aren't yeah. they just all aboard the Liberator, Liberator floating through space? They're being... playing Monopoly. Oh, and space the Monopoly. <laughs> That's right. And literally, like, I was like, oh, they're playing something that looks very like Villa Monopoly. Villa didn't win again, says Dana. But it's just, no, that's that's from ages ago. But is this it? One, this one's from, um, this one's actually Space Monopoly, and they're all playing, including Orac. Um, and except for. Tarrant is the only one who's not playing. He's on. He's on. He's on. Deck. He doesn't and, seem the monopoly. And it's literally monopoly. Like he doesn't seem the space monopoly type, except it has buttons and flashing lights. It does. It? And and um, Dana is inviting. Villa's about to go bankrupt, and Dana's inviting him to um, come and stay at her space hotel because she's obviously got Mayfair. Yeah. Or a space Mayfair or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, anyway, it's so obviously monopoly, and I'm like, as a, as a board game aficionado, I'm like, th- these guys are going to kill each other before the end of the, the episode. Yeah, yeah. They've all got weapons. Like you know, that's play, right. You do not play monopoly when you there don't are weapons play monopoly. Full stop. Right. You, you don't play monopoly game. unless you're playing with an eight year old. And you can make up the rules as you go. You go, oh, game's over. Yeah. You've won. You've won. Like <laughs> Hooray! Oh, you bought that one. That means you win. <laughs> it's like scratch would scratch. <laughs> oh, you've won. Oh, you've won. Hang on, let's read. Let's go to the rule book. Let's play something else. We'll go to the park because this is a terrible, <laughs> terrible game. Um, anyway, we can do it. I can actually do literally a whole podcast about Monopoly and its origins because it was actually it was literally made not to be a good game. Oh, I know. It was made to cheat. I was made to teach um, the dangers of capitalism. Yes, it was made to pit you all against each other and hate each other yes and um and show that capitalism is a bad thing which is true it is we could do a socialist there we podcast go. as well if you'd like yeah. um anyway they're playing monopoly and stuff is going wrong for no reason and zen's being weird That's what my they abandon the game don't they they abandon the game after a little while um and there's something there's something to do with it that's right uh, a1 wants to put the asymmetric thrust computer online or something right. like that and i'm like oh that sounds very like a sex toy to me <laughs> asymmetric an asymmetric thrust asymmetric thrust there's a lot of big words in this one, actually. Well, I, asymmetry I got is when just things are out of line. So, yes. I mean, anyway, whatever. <laughs> wouldn't be a very effective sex toy then. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Stop it. You're all asymmetrical. Um, 
Um, in any case, they, they they jabber on for a bit about Newton's first law because the they're moving, they keep on moving, and the liberator's going off themselves. course. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and Tarrant uh, gets uh, all. Yeah, Tarrant. Get ready, all your lonely girls, and leave those umbrellas at home. Tarrant is coming here, but as a man, Tarrant is worthy of honour. Tarrant gets all chargy and um and and, and right, right, authoritarian do something. Um, and wants to wants to shoot. Shoot at whatever it is. Whatever. Or... Anyway, Avon's that the calm, the calm. Uh, I suggest we do nothing. Voice of uh, reason, but it turns out that they're. But basically, it turns they're out they're falling wrong. into a black yeah. hole. But we... Orak refuses to do anything or tell them what it is because he wants to study it. Yes. So that was a, this is the whole thing. Orak won't tell them what's happening. The ship is behaving normally. The ship is behaving normally, and he's just basically being Orak, um, which is you know a machine with a personality. And um, oh, sorry. sorry, and he's got. This sort of dawned on me the other week. And I was watching it that Orak's got a personality and his, his personality includes a thirst for knowledge. I think even even mentions it some, at some point. In this episode, yeah, he does. And it's like, that's not a really handy tool to have around. Like, it's basically AI. Yeah, no, it's and, not. Especially not when it can control the, and the with, ship. Which and is, with none of what's-his-face's laws, Asimov's laws, of not being not harming well, it's, by it's mission of action. Well, it's a box, so it can't really stab you or anything like that. So there's that. Yeah, but it can withhold information. It's like what Bishop says in Aliens. It's, you know, impossible by action or omission of action to harm or allow to be harmed a human being. And he doesn't have that because he's quite happy with the whole ship being crushed in a black hole. Yes. And so he's got also no sense of self-preservation. No. Because he's yeah, that, going to be squashed that's, too. That's something else. I mean, I, Oryx, I think they tried to do something with Oryx that I don't know they actually succeeded in doing. So it's just... But, it, I mean, he's just a plot device in this one anyway. That's true. Um, it's plot, 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 plot. Yeah, so they they try and well, they work out that it's a black hole. Um, Avon tells us a nice summary of what happens if they try to do anything near it. Just basically, yeah, yeah. They'll get to it. Could pace. Be. Is it science? Is it really sciencey though? He's like, well, we just. Oh yeah, it's like. If it is a collapsed white dwarf star, gravitational distortion will tear the Liberator apart. Our remains will spread out over the entire surface, adding the thickness of a few atoms to its diameter. It happens very quickly. Suddenly they're in the black hole. Which is basically is. red swirly sink, yeah, it's, stuff it's out of sink. What they it? usually do with when they when they sort of distort the film and um, Yeah, they sort of and crush Avon it. immediately Run a cigarette it. lighter under it so yes, that it warps. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Avon immediately runs and grabs a spacesuit and Tarrant this is this is a dumb bit. This is just dumb. Everybody else has passed out. Yeah, and Avon's trying to put a spacesuit on because somehow that's going to help. In a black hole? Well, maybe if it's pressurised or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's just clutching at straws. Well, yeah, and it's just like, and Terrence, oh, no, no, we all go together. We all go together, which is just... <laughs> and I'm like, You're, you've known this guy for two weeks. Uh, yeah. Why does it matter? And everybody knows that he puts himself first, even if you've known him for yeah. two weeks. So yeah. Anyway, I think it was just an opportunity for a good line, line later on because he says, you know, self-preservation is one of my greatest strengths, which, you know, that's true. They survive, yeah. funnily enough. Yeah, well, they do because we've got another season and a half to mm. get through. Yes. Um, and they just turn up in a big... Black, well, black area. It's one of the BBC lots painted black, isn't it? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but, the, but the funny thing is before that happens is um, they, they wake Villa up and you get this sort of vision of lots and lots of Avons. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like he's looking through a um, compound eye. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm in hell and it's full of Avons. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's not my, de- not necessarily my definition of hell, but yeah, obviously right. villas. Um, Orak's taken over the ship. They're in this black area, right? yeah, and, and, and he's and still th- studying it, isn't he? Yeah, he's still he's, we're not going anywhere. I'm not going to let you take over. I'm a not thousand you... lifetimes in this place would not be enough for me. And it's all dumb anyway because it turns out like they they abandoned the black hole thing. Almost immediately, yeah. like it's not yeah. actually a black hole. It's, maybe it's something that's manufactured to look like a black hole so that people just get sucked <laughs> into it. Stop it! 
thing to say. Well, it's a trap. I mean, you you, like, you, so get, you get a bit of um, explanation for it later on. But the point is that like Aurak's fascination with it was because it was a black hole, right. not because of um, what they actually find on the other side. Uh, yeah, which oh, is I also fascinating for him. Yeah, I didn't mention that Callie's having some discussions with someone in her head before yeah. this happens and she thinks it's, oh that's yeah. right because she passes out when they when they arrive in the black hole kelly's so doing some possessed acting yeah and she put no she they get put her in a life capsule thing ah uh, that's because right she's not she's well fallen over and they put her in a life capsule and there's right. some disembodied voice talking into her brain kelly kelly yes oh god that's, that's I, i'm just i'm just i'm just thinking ahead to a point in my notes where i just go oh my fucking god lol is in my yeah. notes because <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah anyway um yeah so that they send, for some obscure reason, they send Villa out in a spacesuit, which is a nice spacesuit, much better than the one that Blake was wearing. Yeah, it is. It's not too bad. But he's not very happy about going. And they, I don't know why he agrees to go. But anyway, he agrees to go. Yeah. And, and he's um, going out there to out. fix something to do with the teleport. Um, and he's and then he finds out that there's gravity and then they find the black room. He's hanging out and then he, he's hanging off the edge of the ship and then he drops and he just drops to the, the BBC lot floor, mm. which is basically the rink from Gambit but without the tinsel. Yes, I think you're right. <laughs> same, same set, different. And then, yeah, yeah he's no wandering around. There's gravity there. There's nothing there. No, there's nothing there to start with, um, except that then... Uh, Flashing light, isn't there? No, no. Uh, Villa finds a heap of debris. And right, uh, it's from a spaceship. Right. And, and, and they're like, I'll collect some samples and come back. But as he's, as he's wandering through... Um, this fl- this beautiful flashing light thing starts happening and he gets all hypnotised by it. Tarrant demands that Callie tell him to, to run. run. And he runs and he falls over and he hurts his spacesuit somehow. And anyway, they just assume he's dead. Um, <laughs> which, okay, fine. There's a nice little scene where Tarrant's yeah. like, we'll go get his body and we'll take him out and put him into space. Um, and they all go out to find him. and Oh, no, Tarrant goes out to get his body. That's right. And when, he's, when he finds him, finds that he's just lying there. He's not actually dead. And he yeah. takes, his, takes his helmet off and says, oh, there's an atmosphere here. Yeah. Um, which is cool, I suppose. And they can all breathe. But they grab some samples of the debris and they bring it in and into the ship and they analyse it. And Zen says it's got no Herculaneum in it, which I think is like unobtainium. Unobtainium. It's not an actual element. Yeah, it's unobtainium. I might, no, well, we should probably look that up. But that would involve research and science. Science. <laughs> Industry, science and technology. Um, yeah, anyway, they find out there's no Herculaneum. They discover that Herculaneum, funnily enough, because it's named after Hercules, is the strongest, strongest element thing in the and the Liberator's world. coated with it. So, And as they're inside, that's right, because the, the, the flashing lights go past Villa when he's passed out and try to attack the ship. And you get this really little, little showing of the... Of whatever it is eating the senses oh. off the ship, and it looks like a big metal Pokemon. It's just like oh, a big, red, a, it's a big, yeah, big yeah. ball with teeth. It's got teeth. It's really bad prop, it's isn't it? Oh, the next that that one's a bad prop. The next one's even, even worse. worse. <laughs> I know. It's like straight out of the goodies, isn't it's it? So terrible. Yeah, and they, yeah. they go out. They all go out and decide to try and find out what's going on because they need to get out of this place, obviously. Um, and uh, the flashing lights approach them again, and then we find out what the flashing lights are, and it's this box. With teeth painted on it. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. So terrible. It it's looks just, like something out of the liber- out of the goodies. It's so bad, and yeah. um, they're all sort of running around, and then suddenly a fancy lad appears wearing yeah. a nice suit. Fancy man, yeah, somebody who's just escaped from Gambit and just found himself somewhere wearing a top hat and. A he, I think he might be wearing coat. the same suit that um, the, 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 the the concierge wears in in Gambit. Maybe no, the croupier. Any, yeah, the croupier. She didn't have any pants on. He just, no, he's, he's got, got pants. pants. Yeah, he's got pants. He's got pants and a flashy stick. Yes. Um, and the flashy stick is used to uh, either torment. hurt you or sense if you're telling the truth. Yes. 
Yeah, sort of a sensor slash. It's like a, it's a plot stick. Yeah, it's a plot stick because they need yeah. it for certain reasons to make them all look very clever. Um, anyway, they talk about the fact that they're there for Lord Tharn. Callie has mentioned Tharn before. Yeah, because she she says that when she was in the life capsule, she was talking about Tharn. Why would I mention a, the creature from children's stories? It's a mythical based like myth, mythical thing like. She doesn't say so unicorns or dragons. Unicorns yeah. or dragons. Yeah. Um, this is Tharn's domain and. Um, they're all going to become slaves, but they want to buy the ship from them. And the, the, the current currency they're going to buy the ship from is like extra slave rations. So obviously, yeah, they're all going to be enslaved. It's not a it. particularly good deal. No, it's not a great deal. Yeah. Um. So they get carted off. Dana's still on the ship. Um. But they get carted off to this building, and and then it, then then it all just. I mean, it's already flimsy. It Apart from yeah, it was small. sort of it was sort of okay and a bit interesting up until the box with teeth. Yeah, the box with teeth is a golf cart with a cardboard box over the top of it. With, yeah, it's terrible. Oh my god, it's, it's so, bad. so bad. And um, yeah. <laughs> That's right, this is, this is where my notes going <laughs> when we first see the cardboard box with teeth. Oh my god, what the hell is that? What's with the teeth? They get attacked by it. It's like fucking dodgems. What happened to this episode? It started off fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Me in all caps, <laughs> screaming into my notes going, what the fuck is going on in this stupid episode? Anyway. But they cut half of them off to the, this building and Avon and Villa go to... Tarrant. Avon and Tarrant. Oh, Avon and Tarrant go to this place where they're doing calculations for with somebody. With pencil. And they're using a pencil for, and they never explain why. Oh, they they, they don't because because Tharn doesn't like computers apparently. Oh, okay, right. Um, he doesn't want computers. And I mean, but that, there's no reason why he should or shouldn't like. Computers, I think it's been to time with the fact that Orak is uh, the one who helps them defeat everything later because he's a computer, and they they're trying to find Orak because that they, they all like. Yeah. Um, and the way they get around that is that they keep on asking them questions about. Who Orak is and where he is. Yeah, well, Fancy Man turns up on the bridge and he says, Oh no, he says to Tarrant first, Who is Orak? And he says, There's no. Um, no, it's Dana. Or, or, he, asked, yeah. he asked Dana, Who is Orak? There's no person named like Orak, Orak so on this she ship. She dodges, it's, it's quite a little, nice little philosophical yeah, thing. A, she dodges all the questions by answering honestly, but by leaving out information. Exactly. Yeah, so there's yeah. no person by that name aboard this ship and she walks off. But then he, later on, he asks Tarrant, You know, what does he look like? Uh, you know, how tall what, is how, he? How tall is he? And so Tarrant doesn't lie. Um, what colour is his hair? He hasn't got any. Um, it should be easy to find. A bald dwarf shouldn't be that hard to find. <laughs> exactly. So. And it's just like, that, that, that's a nice, I actually like that bit in this episode, the little yeah. clever, the little clever bit. Well, it's Tarrant being clever. There's no reason why it should be Tarrant. Probably should be Avon doing that. Well, it was Tarrant and Dana. I think they're trying to, they're still trying to establish their characters, I think. And, Probably, um, yeah. I mean, Tarrant throughout this episode has been um, a bit of an ass. And very sort of gung ho. The other thing they discover is that Avon and Taryn are taken off to do these calculations because they're both really good at what's the mathematics? Space, really good? space, space maths. maths. It's not. It's some. It's some sort of something type of maths. quadratic quadratic equations or something. No, no, it's not it's, even. It's, it's 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 weird. Anyway, so they're meant to do all these calculations with a pencil, and there's a great little bit there where um, Taryn goes, "Look at this finger. It's not meant to write with a pencil. It's meant to use a computer." And I'm like, "That's that's fascinating, isn't it?" Because <laughs> it? It's good for pushing buttons, not for holding writing implements, is what he pencil. says. It presupposes that everybody 3,000 years into the future can actually write or does actually ever write as well. Well, that's true. Or well, you see a few bits in um, in earlier seasons where they're using uh, like a, an iPad. Yeah, an iPad. And with, a, with a stylus. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, a couple do. of times. So they, they obviously still know how to use a writing implement. I mean, yeah, interesting. Anyway, they, they, they meet up with this guy called Groff, who's the head of the math department or whatever it is. They're doing equations to try and make the gravity generator, which is what's caught them, more powerful so that Tharn can become the emperor more, of the universe. Basically, capture more 
spaceships to get more Herculaneum. And do we work out what he needs? Does, it eat, does he eat Herculaneum? Or no, no, they, they need the Herculaneum to make the gravity generator more powerful. Right, and the gravity generator needs to get more ships to get more Herculean, Herculeanium. Herculeanium. But no, the gravity Herculeanium. generator controls gravity. We found out, find out later oh, on that um, so it's not a black Thane thinks that if you control gravity, you control the universe, a bit like the spice. It's, probably, it's probably right. He who controls the space controls the universe. Well, yeah, I mean, you could bash planets together and stuff. I mean, it's a really weak force, but it is what created the universe, according to a documentary that I saw by Cox narrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, gravity well, pretty, it, is where it all sort of started. Constant, it's, it's sort of a, it's sort of a happening sort of force. So what they keep, they even as Douglas Adams said, they even keep it on the weekends. They do, yeah, it's <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's good stuff. I like it. Um, um, yeah, it stops us from floating off into space, which is happy. Um, the, the, they want they want the Liberator for the Herculaneum. They send a team on. Orax reactivated the defense mechanism, the one that we see in the very first episode, the one ah, that kills the one people. with the with the the little beating egg. In the sky, with yeah. it looks like some membranes and stuff. I was going to say, just back to forces. It's sort of you know, of all the forces, a bit like Beethoven. Gravity is generally regarded as it's the best. best. <laughs> yeah, it's an old joke. Yeah, well, but it never gets bit, old. Um, I love it. Anyway, so, they're, so they're they, they go on the ship and they get killed by the defense mechanism that yes. Orax reacts. And Orax and, and Orax saying, you know, and the, and then you get a couple of scenes where the the croupier, whatever his name is comes and interrogates them about it or like again where is he what's he doing and they do the same thing as, as Dana and Tarrant did and avoid answering the questions um the other thing that happens is that isn't what's his face talks to growth about how he came here yes, we growth, find out the isn't gro- it? No, it's groff groff <laughs> they find out the groff the guy who's the head of the math department um is is from a federation <laughs> planet and he's got he's head got of a maths. wife and kids <laughs> he's got a wife of kids from and he's been abducted just like these guys and he's a slave and yeah and he says oh no i try not to think about them i try not to think about thinking about my wife and kids i just i forgot I stopped thinking about them long ago um and um yeah they're like all right whatever dude but he's wearing one of those little um bookies caps yeah it's a good little it's a good little outfit but again it's just like they've raided the the costume department yeah that's right um like for all of Terrence's shirts which are all pirate shirts port port Stephen, what's his name um, what's his name in real life? Tarrant. Yeah, I've forgotten his name in real life. So have I. Oh, oh. He'll come back to me. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has been a while. Um, um, poor Tarrant. But he, I mean, he really does get some dud outfits. I don't mind the pirate shirts. It just it just seems like an odd character choice for him. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why they want him in, in pirate stuff. Because Avon's cornered the market in, you know, studded leather, tight pants and extremely the, tall boots he wears the lobster, and silver. The lobster suit today. Oh, I was in the lobster suit. Yeah, the red oh, one. Oh, I like that. I hate that one. Don't you like the lobster suit? It makes, it makes no. him look very thin. I like uh, it's it's fine when he's just got the black skivvy. Um, On ta- top of the, the lobster pants. Skivvy. <laughs> and the tactical skivvy and the lobster pants. And the lobster pants, but the lobster top is just weird in my opinion. I mean, it's good. It's good science fiction clothes. But so what's Dana wearing today too? We talked earlier about that. Beautiful blue um, single piece jumpsuit. It's oh, wow. very, very good looking on her. She looks great in everything. She does. So it's annoying. Just, she's too beautiful. Um, oh. Anyway, so the defense mechanism is back on. They can't, um, they can't cut up the Liberator. We find out that Groff knows about the Liberator. Yeah. So he's... Obviously, he hasn't been there for very long. Yeah, or he's got some had some special privileges, which means he's sort of in contact or no stuff about the outside world. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. They discover that the whole point that then there's some techno babble about how if they can reverse the gravity generator, then they can one destroy the planet that they're on, two and two get away with get away from the liberator. 
Now, while all this is going on... Meanwhile on a bearskin mean, rug. Meanwhile on a bearskin rug. There's our episode title. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile on a bearskin rug. On a very 70s looking plinth, which is clearly the same set as in Gambit 2. Yeah. Where, um, oh, the, 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 what's the, his face has um, the big plush the cushions and the particular li- cakes on the thing. And they've just widened it and put a bearskin rug on it and a curtain at the side. Anyway, so Kelly's lying on this and being chatted to by Tharn, who's very creepy. And very creepy. Basically wants her company. Mm-hmm. Because he's an incel or something, I don't know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. And because he's got no one to talk to, and he's te- clearly telepathic as yeah, well. Yeah, well, but yeah. she doesn't really talk about. Well, we do get we do get a rundown of the of the the legend of Tharn in that he's one of the Auron gods, um, the Auron gods. Ate so the whole of Auron and vomited up somewhere else and pissed off all the other gods. Well, he killed one of the other gods. Apparently, he was a murderer. And, he got and so the, all, the other, there were five other gods who said, "Okay, we're going to exile you," um, and uh, she's, he's meant to be like. The uh, Aaron's equivalent of Satan. Um, anyways, he's trying to convince Callie to, um, c- to to rule the universe with him. She eventually says no first, then he sends her to sleep, and then um, she saves the day by getting him to turn off. There's some sort of weapon suppress- suppressing field. She gets him to turn this off in in, in a way of trust. She tries but to outlaw no, him, and there's absolutely no absolutely no reason why. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's really unclear how she knows that this is what has to happen in order for them to escape because yeah. she's been stuck on this rug for the last however long. However long, and everyone else is off doing other things. And you get all this uh, exposition between Taryn and Avon about how they can escape, but yeah. Callie's not there for any of that. And yet she still wakes up and goes, oh, can you do this so that just we can switch escape? this off and then I'll trust you and then we can rule the universe together. Which, you know, if I was the son, I'd just say, nah. And by the way, that whole ruling the universe together thing, you don't really have a choice. You know? Yeah. Yeah, um, which is great. Mm. Anyway, she, she gets him to turn off the weapon suppression thing then she shoots a couple of bits. Um, and uh, Avon and Tarrant and the others escape during the confusion. Um, and then she, <laughs> this, and this is the part where my notes just... Go, what the hell? What's going on? What the hell? The um the boys, the paper boys, as I was calling calling them on my notes, free the others, Dana and Villa, who apparently couldn't do any work. They were just still stuck yeah, in too dumb, so, too dumb to do any work. Um, they run off. Uh, they decide they're going to leave Callie behind because who cares? Yeah, obviously. Right. Um, and she pushes back the curtain to to to, to reveal Tharn. He's like, don't look at me, don't look at me. And he's got this massive. He's basically a bald dwarf. Bald dwarf <laughs> with a big dome head. He's all right. And some, um, yeah, some, some veins things. on his head. Yeah. And he's all upset because he's he's horrible and disfigured. And then Callie's like, "I need to kill you," but she doesn't kill him because she feels pity for him. And it's just like, okay, I have to see if I'm to kill you. And then she opens the curtain, and he's like, ah, and there's a big sort of thing of music. This <laughs> is terrifying. Then she feels too sorry for him because he's so ugly to kill him. Yeah, which. Again, terrorist should not be having any difficulties with that. Terrorist no. who has been kidnapped no, and, no. and forced to be in a relationship. As a freedom fighter and he's been lying on a bearskin rug yes. and hypnotised and or drugged. But also, why didn't they take her gun away from her when they put her in with, I suppose, because the weapons suppression yeah, they, system was they working. Yeah, had confidence in the weapons suppression. Weapon suppression. Um, but in any still, case. for an abundance of caution, the risk management off. is not tip-top, no. I have to say. It's not it's what not I'd great, call. It's not great. That's not what I'd call a slick operation. No. And no. when they run off, of course, they've, they've, been, they've coordinated this escape with Groff. They leave him behind and he gets killed. And they leave everyone else behind and they all get killed. Yeah. And... Um, the, Villa gets um, hypnotised by the by the box with teeth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and they, Callie comes along and saves him, and that, so they all escape. And they all rush back to the Liberator, and that's happy chappies. And but as they get as they get away, another ship gets away as well, and that's apparently fun. Oh. And then then Avon sort of turns around at the end and says, you know, we've apparently made another rem- enemy. Yeah. 
Which, we spoilers, ever, we never see again. Yeah, so it's I don't okay. think we ever see Than again. I'm like, yeah. okay, fine. He just runs off and does his own thing. Yep. <sighs> Tries to build another gravity generator somewhere. It's a red hot mess, this episode, isn't it? It is all over the shop, like a box of frogs. <laughs> it's um, terrible. Uh, yeah, it's really bad. And just all the mystical stuff, which just comes from nowhere. There's no reason why it should be Callie's, you know, I suppose so you can talk to her telepathically, but then they make a bit of a business of that, but... I mean, I suppose the thing that really lets this one down is just the awful prop work. Mm, yeah, no. Uh, and it, and and the set for the zero gravity place is just dreadful. Yes, I mean, yeah, and and the and but the story doesn't hold together at all either. There's no <sighs> rhyme or reason to anything about no, it. No, it, it, it's an excuse to I don't know, an excuse to flesh out Orac's character somehow, or an excuse to put some more of Auron in Aaron in there because there is a there is a bit more Aaron later on yeah, in the that's season. True. So I'm wondering if they're trying to sort of lay the groundwork Give a bit of world building to or maybe world. maybe they're just bad <laughs> it's just pretty much a bottle episode they've seen some other good bottle episodes also maybe they didn't have um serverland available mm. for this one or they just had what this one from before from when Kelly was first made it's like, and... trying, it's like they're kind of trying to, i mean when it first started off it was like this is this feels like a star trek episode it's it's like a an anomaly in space we're going to go yeah, and do yeah. an, an exploration and find out some interesting science but because the personality types on the Liberator are not at all like Explore, They're not explorers in space. No. Yeah. So, so they they're just, not really they explorers. Just go, go to a, like, we've talked about this before. Literally every time they go to a planet, they destroy everything and leave. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. They Sometimes do. they pick up a, a hitchhiker and deposit them somewhere else. Yeah. But not, not, not in the last couple of seasons. I think that no. basically every, every Well, they place did with they Kasabi's go. daughter and with Del Grant. Yes, that's true. But yeah. they don't. But yeah, they never stay. They never stick around. And the guy from um, the Shadow episode, Shadow. Oh yeah, the guy from Shadow. But um, yeah, and then they drop them off, and we never see them again. No, that's right. And, but but and most of the time, what they've left behind them is utter destruction. I mean, in this case, it was Death it was an evil, it was an evil an evil sub universe ruled yeah, by right. God, mad God, and a whole so. bunch of slaves, and also probably a lot of Herculaneum that they've destroyed. But yeah. basically, it is just death, devastation, destruction, war, and horror. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by the Liberator and its and crew. Now, sport and Orac. Um, and now sport. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a terrible episode. Um, as it started off really well, and I was really enjoying myself for the first twenty minutes, but I think I can come to the conclusion that I did not, on balance, enjoy it. How about you, Miranda? I did didn't you enjoy it? Miranda. Oh, sorry. How about you, Megan? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> We've spent too much time with our children. Yes. Um, uh, no, not not at all. Not not <laughs> even the start, really, because you know it, it becomes comic as soon as you've seen Space Monopoly. Yes. As soon as it's you see that, you know exactly what it is, and I don't know why. Uh, you'd rather you had sort of emergency, emergency, and everybody rushing to the bridge, red alert, for want of a better word, and you know we're being sucked into black hole. Quick, what do we do? Have a bit of excitement. Like start it off with a bit of a bang, some bangers. Yeah, would have liked to see some more bangers rather than just it all going wibbly wobbly and everybody passing out and getting yeah. sucked into a black hole. It's just I'm, I'm getting more and more frustrated with the whole last section of it because, again, I was watching the time because it started to get boring about halfway through and I was watching the timer on the, on the YouTube yeah. going, how long have I got to go? And I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a huge bit on a planet because I could remember it very vaguely. Yeah, yeah. And it hasn't even started like, yet. three quarters yeah, away yeah. the episode. It hasn't even started yet. I'm like, how the hell are they going to get all this yeah. wrapped up? We're not even at planet rink. Yeah, yet. and... Um, and so that whole last section, the last 10 minutes or so, is just rushed as shit. Yeah, that's true, true. And you like, have no idea what's going they on. They clearly had nothing that they could use as a planet either. 
no. except for a big empty room. So they couldn't really they couldn't really afford to spend much time on there because there'd be nothing to do there. Well, yeah, there'd be something to do a, there, but nothing this, to see there. This, this could a lot of the problems with this episode could be explained by by budget restrictions. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. But what are we into? Range like episode five or something of the season? Yeah, but they would have like they would have spent more money on other like for example aftermath yeah. and uh, power play. They have whole sections on yeah. the pl- on planets yeah, and true. location shoots and. Um, Lots a bigger cast. Like you see a couple of like you see Groff and, and a few extras and, behind and, the scenes and the doing maths lad yeah. and a couple of extras. But there's but then when you look about aftermath and power play, yeah. you've got um, Dana's dad, you've got um, their servant girl, you've got all of the savages on the planet. Yeah. Then you've got in power in power play, you've got all the people in the stunts. in the yeah stunts and all the people in the um the organ processing plant. There's like there's lots of extras in that one. Yeah, so it's like yeah. they would have spent a lot of money on those first two episodes. And then, then we get a volcano, which is two rooms and a, and a volcano. And, yeah, um, well, some, some footage of a volcano. But lots of cast again. Yeah. Uh, so this is probably And that robot and that, that flashing dick light on the robot as yeah, well. That must be. Money, yeah. That's right. For expensive And also the work health and safety around that sort of stuff. <laughs> you don't want to put that too close to someone's genitals. No. Anyway, I digress into a previous episode. But um, yeah, no, I really so didn't I've, like it. I, apart from the, the best thing about it was probably Dana's outfit. It was a good outfit. Um, uh, not impressed with Callie's outfit either. That's dreadful. Sort of big shoulder pads and sort of flames at the sides of her. Like yeah, there was a flames. weird pattern on her really outfit. Really weird outfit. Not, yeah. but not, not flattering at all. Um, hair cast, nothing to be said for hair cast. We've got a lot less happening in the hair department now that Blake and Jenna have gone. Yeah, Taryn's got those, those nice curls. Taryn's got pretty curls, mm. but nothing really happens to Avon's hair. And as we, I've been watching a bit of season four, as we progress through, Avon's hair gets flossier. And fluffier, yes, I've seen a few, and sort of swept to the side a bit. I've seen a few that posts, hasn't really happened yet. I've seen a few posts in the Facebook group about his hair gel. Yeah, uh, he's not, he's, there's a couple of when he has forgotten to put in his product. Yes. Um, oh. uh, but anyway, it's all good. I, it's all good because, you know, it makes for better pod, sort of. I don't know because, yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Have not any time. pod? We, we can't forget to do one thing, though. Have, yeah, well, I can ask you. Would you like me to – do you want to break with Rich and have me ask you? Okay, that works. Did you have a Brian? I did have a Brian. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, it's actually a, a, a line Brian. A line Brian? Uh, the line is Avon's and it's a yeah. throwaway line. Yeah. Um, which after the bangers have hit and they've gone through the black hole, um, he hears Villa awaken and he, and he just says really flat, our hero awakes. Our hero lives. That's right. Our that's hero lives. That's very cute. And I'm just like, that's really sweet and I love it. And it was just like Avon... Summing up a lot of things. Oh, and, and, and right after that, there's some. Yes, because Tarrant then says to him, um, "At least he didn't try to put on a, a spacesuit and escape." And mm. um, and blah blah blah. At one point, Tarrant says, "You know, at some stage, I might have to kill you, Avon." And Avon just goes, "It's been tried." <laughs> That's good. So That's a couple a of really good, good, good one liners from, from Avon. Avon, which is Avon living good. his best life, yeah. living his best sardonic self. Indeed. Yeah. So I suppose now I have to come up with a, a Brian, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, I, I guess my Brian is growth, 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 growth. We had a footballer over here for a while back called Eric Growth. Oh, you wouldn't know anything about it because it's about rugby league, and I don't even know anything about it either. But I used to play this game with some friends of mine, um, where we just um, substitute really rude names for rugby league players. Oh yes, <laughs> so, <laughs> Eric Growth was Eric's growth. Eric's growth. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, it that's was, not really rude, is it? Well, it was meant to be an erection. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. That didn't really work. I mean, we didn't care. We were drunk and watching rugby league and making up names for, yeah. for rugby league it's, players it's, it's, because, it's, well, I was bored. I don't know anybody yeah, else, but I was bored. I'm going to be having to watch a rugby league parties and I don't want to be sober, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Just go, look at the names, try and come up with the best dick joke you can. Yeah, that works. I yeah, mean, I yeah. think that a lot of the time that's what rugby players do with their spare time as well. Probably, yeah, yeah. That's um, right. When they're not busy, yeah, I won't say. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't want to get sued. No. Um, uh, yeah, so great because he because he basically just I don't know he's in denial. He's like, oh no, I don't even think about my family. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, he's living and his life. Yeah, as he's a just slave. trying to as a slave. Yeah, and then at the end he says, as he's about to go and get killed, and my family tell them that I was never for, forgot them, and they were always in my thoughts. Yes. So he just sort of yeah for being in denial yeah. and for being you know just in denial about what's really happening around him and yeah just going along with things. He's not living his best life, I'd say, but of the, all the slaves, he's probably doing his best at it. Yeah, yeah. He was um, making so the record for a bit there about how um, Tharn was going to give him his own planet, which is Oh, nice. that's true yeah. too, yeah. So completely delusional. Yes, completely Yeah, delusional. yeah, completely delusional. So he's definitely my brain in this episode. <laughs> also, his so, hat was really cool. His little... He did have a little cute hat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, dreadful episode. Um, is it? Do you think it's on your worst five, bottom five so um, far? I, I, I know we've got so many stinkers coming up that I, I don't want to put it down there yet. I know. Um, it's close though for mine, I think. Yes. The keeper's close. The keeper's still there. It's one of my worst. Are we going to check on... Oh, we've got mail. This just came through on the cipher. Read it. We've got mail. Oh, my goodness. We should have done this at the front. No. You'll have to edit it. Now. Okay, we'll do mail. Cut it around, but I, I, I figured we could say it at the end because it's okay, nice. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, we got we got a letter in my in our post office box, which only um, a very few very few people know what the post office box is. So that's that's we, we kind of narrowed it down to who it might be from, but we haven't actually opened it yet. Well, it's got an American stamps on it, so yeah, it says it's from the Klingon High Council, which so um, I doubt, but you know it's nice. Yeah, let's see what let's see. What I wonder else. if it's Gowron or Laurel. Gowron still sends something from 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 the Star Trek universe. Sorry, that's a bit of a Star Trek. Joke that might be. Do you, are you watching Discovery? Anyway, okay, this no, I'm not watching Star- Discovery. I have okay. to. What have Ooh. we got? Oh, <laughs> Who's, oh, it's from it's from Kelly, friend of the pod, Kelly. Oh, oh. <laughs> so there's two things, two pictures of our favorite, <laughs> our favorite podcasting Podcasters. guys, Office of the Chancellor, Klingon High Council, Great Hall, First City, Konos. May you imagine glory to your to you and your house. We prepare this year as Klingons have for centuries to celebrate the. Kot Baval, you probably know okay, that. Okay, actually, yeah, I'm, you I better actually, read it because I'm actually learning Klingon. Oh, um, go to you in your house. We prepare this year's we prepare this year as Klingons have for centuries to celebrate the Kot Baval festival. <laughs> we remember the story of Mola, the evil tyrant who was so strong he could only be defeated by one man. This Kot Baval festival may be may your on this Kot Baval festival may your gach be fresh and your batleth be sharp, like. You must show your heart as a true warrior and the blood of the vanquished will find, fill your hands for the honour of the empire. Gowron, it's from Gowron. Chancellor of the Klingon High Council. And then a good picture of Gowron doing his Gowron eyes. Cool. Oh, so this is from the Facebook group that we're in, isn't Nominate it? yourself as your holiday Brian. <laughs> so you are a holiday Brian. Oh, thank you, Kelly. Kelly. Thank you. And the, thank you for the little photos. We've got little, photos, see. You know, we've got little <laughs> photos of Adam and Ben. Like, yeah, from, and from a oh, podcast. No. That needs no introduction. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's oh, so cool. Cute. Okay, I'm keeping that one. Awesome. Okay, Thank you, Kelly. Awesome. And, it was um, very exciting to find that I had in that mail. Yeah. Um, so now we need to find out what's happening next week. Hang on. We'll just do it. I'll just do from the bot book. The bot book. Terry Nation's full illustrated Blake 7, the program guide, the definitive handbook to the BBC TV series compiled by Tony Atwood. 
Okay, we're in Series C, Episode 5. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was waiting for you to see that. The Harvest of Kairos. The most sexist episode. No, the second most. No. Yeah, the second most sexist episode. a couple of them. This hostage is pretty bad too, but that's also sexist in a sort of incesty way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just dreadful. I'll start. Oh, Servan launches a planned attack on the Liberator using a special flight formation which Tarrant recognises. Tarrant begins to evade the attack whilst in her headquarters news comes to Servalan of a construction worker who is speaking openly of her inability to take the Liberator. Meanwhile, Avon has become totally distracted by an automobile rock life form called Sopron. Um, and there's other stuff about some giant space bugs and stuff. And oh my God. You know what? Now that I read it, this is also an episode of two halves. This there's is one this. half that's okay. Terrible, terrible costume and prop work. But it's actually not a bad idea. The whole, the whole, the whole harvest of cars. Yeah, that sort of thing. But see, I actually enjoy the other part of the episode more. Because it's so cheesy. Because it's so cheesy. Yeah, and it can't possibly be serious. But... Knowing the writer of this one, who's Ben Steed, who did Hostage and was also to do one down the track called, I forget, it's so, it's not forgettable, it's just so wrong. Um, yeah, this is just, it's just macho, macho, macho. Yes, yes. It, it, and it, it, it's hilarious and especially coming from the lens of us in 2019. Yeah, that's looking right. Looking back at 19. Like, Hello, it was the 70s. Actually, it's probably, it's the 80s now, this is 1981. Yeah. So depressing. I was six. So depressing that this sort of stuff made it to air mm. in the 80s. Anyway. But it does indicate we've made some progress because it doesn't make it to air much anymore. Oh, that yeah. mind you, I haven't watched any Supernatural, so. Yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> we have to get going. Yeah, I've got to go and pick up kids from school. So do I. Um, apply for jobs, check email, bake. Oh, gosh. You know, do all that, do all that rot. Feed dogs. Feed dogs, yeah. Okay, all right. See you all next week for the Harvest of Kairos. If you feel like emailing us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, sh- sh- classically awful at gmail.com. And I'm at Megalula on Twitter. And I'm at Imogen Rights. And we're, we can hashtag classically A. At cl- hashtag classically A. We're not using we're hashtag. Not, okay, just, just add us. Just add us, yeah. At, at classically awful. If you hashtag Blake Seven, we might hang around the tape. Yeah, we'll, we'll have so. a little look. Um, and um, thanks to Terry Loves Big <laughs> Jeff Loves Big Disco Sound. You got it right. <laughs> Terry Loves Big Disco Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you to Claire Fast for our cover art. Stuff to. Um, uh, to. Um, it's not Ian. Sorry. Angus, Angus. Angus, who um, gave us the program guide. Yes. And, and um, thank you to Kelly uh, for our, our, presents. our presents. That's very nice of you. And I, forgot, I know I've forgotten somebody, but that's okay. No, you haven't forgotten anyone. Okay, all right, good. Well, thanks, Imogen. Oh, thanks, man. That's all right. See you that's next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.